Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Trenton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. Thank you for being with me. Some years ago, I read a book uh, called Unchristian. It's, it's by a researcher from the Barna Group. His name is David Kinneman, and uh, the Barna Group tends to study trends in society, uh, opinions and practices, especially among and about Christians. And as he did this research looking at how the world or how non-Christians view Christians, um, he found that many people view Christians particularly negatively. And their views of Christians, um, the way that they describe their experience of people like me, was jarring. And at first, I wanted to just kind of push it aside and, and say, well, they're wrong. But that really was their experience of people like me. And, and the person, the kind of person that they described was not the kind of person that I want to be. When I read David Zoll's book, the one that I've been talking about, Low Anthropology, I heard a description that I thought was much more hopeful uh, and engaging uh, and much more like the kind of person that I would like to be. You see, as I was reading this through, I, I think that Zoll is right about the negative effects of high anthropology, the, the way that it breaks relationships and uh, the way a high anthropology uh, leads to a narrow worldview and uh, helps us to condemn others for their, their views making uh, making the way we look at the world a, a matter of moral um, stat stances rather than, you know, just genuinely seeing things differently. Um, it, high anthropology is a self-defeating system. Uh, the way that it does not take into account some very important aspects of who we are as human beings leads it to be incapable of letting us live a happy life, and giving us good ground to stand upon. It does not take into account uh, the fact that we are limited people. We have limitations. It does not understand this doubleness, this way that we often have uh, competing views going on even within our, ourselves. And it doesn't take into account our self-centeredness. And, and so I find that holding a low anthropology, uh, it, it has some benefits for us. And in my opinion, it could be something that has very helpful effects for us personally and for our relationships with, with others. Or as Zoll uh, puts, puts it in his book, he says uh, that it can bear good fruit in our lives. Uh, so, when it speaks of good fruit, I think that the kind of fruit it's talking about is the kind of fruit that might make us happier as we look at ourselves and as we deal with others. Um, and it's the kind of fruit that might actually draw people to Jesus and have a very good effect to help us introduce people to Jesus. So today I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the fruit, or at least potential fruit, of holding a low anthropology. 
people with low anthropology often are, are curious. They have curiosity about other people. Have you ever met somebody who, who has you all figured out and they've pigeonholed you even before you say a word? Um, people with low anthropology don't do that. They're curious. They, they, they genuinely listen and care about others. It allows them, it allows us, if we do this, to actually hear another person's heart, to get to know their cares, their concerns, their hurts. And that allows us to love them and care for them and meet them in their time of need. And I think that this allows for an evangelism that flows out of love. It's not a corrective measure. Sometimes when I hear Christians talking about, oh, you need Jesus in your life, it's because they recognize somebody has, has messed up and they, they need to, to get their life in order. Now, the statement is true. People do need Jesus in their lives. I need Jesus in my life, but not to straighten me out. Uh, he comes to give forgiveness and life and salvation. And yes, that does lead to changes in behavior and things like that. But, but the first need isn't to be judged, it's to be loved uh, in our relationships with others. So to really be curious about who people are and, and what they're about is, is an actual good thing. As I was thinking about this, uh, I thought of Psalm 139, uh, which says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What if we looked at every person that we met as fearfully and wonderfully made? We saw each person as someone of great worth, someone with a real story, someone to be truly curious about. And I think that when we're curious, that we tend to display greater humility. We, we want to hear from others rather than, you know, just blather about ourselves. Uh, low anthropology, it knows and it embraces our limits. It also knows and embraces the limits of others. Um, I remember doing the, uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey uh, a long time ago. And uh, there are things in there that I really appreciated and things that, you know, I, I maybe didn't find quite as helpful. But there is one phrase in particular that has really stuck with me, uh, and that is, live within your circle of influence. In other words, you're limited. Do the things you can actually do. And as you look at others... If they're within that circle of influence, then maybe you have the opportunity to influence them and to share God's love with them. But maybe don't be overly stressed out about, you know, people you can't reach or people that you can't help. I'm not saying this as an excuse for laziness, um, but I am saying that we can wear ourselves out and not accomplish the good things that need to happen right next door to us. Um, recently I, I've read a couple of places that, that say, do you want to change the world? Uh, and it really focuses us to start at home. Uh, Admiral uh, William McRaven uh, gave a speech at uh, one of the Texas universities and uh, whichever one is, you know, hook them horns. So, uh, but uh, uh, he says, if you want to change the world, make your bed. And Jordan Peterson uh, in 12 Rules for Life, he, he echoes that type of an idea too. That if you want to change the big system, start with the small things that you can actually impact. And maybe, you know, as you 
grow and you become more and more competent and more and more responsible, that circle of influence will expand uh, as you uh, use that influence and as you, uh, you know, deal with the things that are actually right there in front of you. When we deal with people humility, with humility, sometimes uh, that can lead to greater unity as we uh, interact with others. Uh, David Zoll has a great insight on, on the idea of unity. He says that God has given everyone different gifts and abilities, yet similar strengths. Different gifts and abilities, but, but similar weaknesses. I think I just said that wrong. Um, let me say it one more time. Uh, different gifts and abilities, yet similar weaknesses. We all feel foolish. We all misspeak, as I just did. Um, all fall short of their own expectations. We are perfectly imperfect. And Zoll goes on and he, he, he discusses this idea a bit. And he says, if you want a basis for connection and compassion, gloss over what a person is proud of and hone in what causes them hurt. Because it's there that you're going to meet the real person and to be able to engage them. And then we can form some community. Uh, community is a place where we're known. So much of uh, social media and, and the way that we present ourselves is it's, it's just an avatar. It's, it's, a, um, it's a groomed and manicured picture of ourselves that we put out there to make ourselves look better. Um, when I think of community, sometimes I think of the old sitcom Cheers. Uh, if you remember the show, you know that it, it was based in a bar uh, that was basically full of people who were has-beens and failures. And yet, yet there's a, a community there and a connection with each other. Now, we've got to recognize that, that that was fiction, of course. However, the church is, or at least it should be, a place where you don't have to put on your show. You can come as you are and be the person you are. Because frankly, we already know that you're a sinner and nobody is thinking that you're better than you are. And that's okay. And I think that when we operate from low anthropology, um, I think Zola is right that this gives us opportunity to be more courteous with others because it urges us to turn outward toward others. And I think of the golden rule, as Jesus says in Matthew uh, chapter 7, verse 21, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If we know our limitations, if we, if we know the doubleness that we have in our own mind and we recognize the self-centeredness that we ourselves wrestle with, um, that can allow us to be more kind and courteous toward other people. I want to end this with a, a story from my own life. Um, there was a choir director when I was at Concordia in Ann Arbor um, who had a huge impact on me. Uh, his name is Kurt Von Kampen. Uh, he is now at Concordia in Nebraska. Um, but uh, he saw me get out of line um, I was a, uh, I, I held a, a position in the choir. I was the properties manager and it was kind of a stressful job. And he saw me really light somebody up. Uh, I really chewed him up one side and down the other. And, um, and he didn't yell at me. 
he didn't scream at me. He didn't chew me up one side down the other. And frankly, I deserved it. Um, but he said that he'd like for me to, uh, to join him as he uh, changed into his tuxedo before the concert. So I came in and, and uh, I had my things. He had his and, and he said, so what's going on? And, you know, I, I laid out what I thought was going on. He's like, nah, that's not what's going on. You don't act like that. He he had high expectations of me, but he was not uh, he was not shocked by my own sinfulness, and he wasn't shocked by my frustration. Uh, in fact, he helped me to see that uh, my frustration wasn't my frustration. There was the stress of the whole situation. I thought I could handle it all, and I needed to be more humble. I needed more community. I needed unity with others to have them come alongside of me and help me. And uh, really, when I think about the, the idea of humility in dealing with others, hugely important and a very important part of the lesson that I learned from Kurt Von Kampen that day. And I'm very grateful for it. So good fruit from low anthropology. Got a little bit more of that that I'm going to share with you next week. Um, just a glimpse into the future. Uh, after we finish this next week, uh, I'm going to take some time to really dig into Psalm 23. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, and I, I hope that, uh, that you'll stick around. And I do hope that this has been beneficial for you. And if it has, please like it and share it. God bless you. Mm -hmm.